Let's roll, y'all. Spiritual or mental impression. We went over that. We covered the definition, and we were teaching last week, actually the last two weeks, about how to hear God clearly in your spirit. Praise God. And so um, before we go on, uh, Chanel has a testimony, and, well, Kentavious has a testimony along that line that I believe is powerful. So um, we're going to let them share. Um, well, last night, um, the the Lord told me to buy someone, um, a sister in our Bible study, a shirt, and it had Psalms 23 written on the on the front of the shirt. And then just randomly, um, just as I was ordering this shirt, she actually sent me a message, and she'd quoted Psalms 23 in Scripture. Mm-hmm. And then she said, um, and then she said that she'd been actually praying. that she'd been praying that she could have another Jesus t-shirt and I was able to bless her and she said that she'd been asking the Lord so um, it was just a blessing that you know I was able to do that and that just as the Lord led me to Psalm 23 for her she sent that confirming so praise God amen say it again sister is what that's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I want to hear that that awesome again. Praise God. We got to get excited about the things of God. Praise God. Amen. That is awesome. Uh, that's supernatural. That's fruits. That's increase. Um, God had told her that to buy her a shirt with Psalms 23, and then she sends her the Psalm 23 passage the next day and have been asking for a shirt. That's supernatural, man. Right. Um, Pastor, um, Brother Corey? Hello? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know why, but the line keeps um dropping me. Like, it's the lady or the machine lady keeps telling me goodbye and then it hangs up. So. Well, what yeah, you do, I'm going to tell you what it is. What it is, Bella, you just prayed a powerful prayer, and the, ang- the enemy is angry. <laughs> so the next time that happens, you bind that 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 demon. Okay, because it's been doing ever since I've been ever since class started. It's been doing that. Yeah, it's doing it with Diane as well. Okay, I'll just keep calling back then. <laughs> Oh, come on, Kim Davis. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thursday, I was, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thursday, I was, uh, I was praying and I was, uh, reading John 10, uh, 24 through 28, and I was just kind of saying it over and over and meditating on it in my, uh, you know, in my, my prayer time, time that I had set aside, uh, strictly for God. And, um, in that time, I had started praying in the Holy Spirit, and uh, <clears throat> I started praying off in my native tongue, normal, you know, English, and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit took over, and I started praying in the Holy Spirit, um, and then I went back to my native tongue. Um, what I did notice, when I went back to my native tongue, I noticed that in my native English language that I felt more confidence in my prayers. I felt more boldness. I felt, I, I was speaking 
um, in English, but I felt like it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. I felt so mm-hmm. much confidence in what I what I was saying, and I felt so much power behind my words. And um, <clears throat> I'm praying, and I'm reading, and then I pray again, and I read again. And in the midst of that, my mom called <clears throat> and told me that uh, someone had broken into my uh, grandmother's house and had stole some items from there. And um, mm-hmm. what I realized uh, after the fact was, the devil tried to use my strong emotions and the love that I have for my grandmother against me because when she told me that, because of the love that I have for her, I immediately started to feel angry and um, uh, I felt like retaliating. I felt like, you know, making some calls and, you know, finding out from the streets who did it and, you know, had, had it got too far, you know, you know, had I allowed Satan to to uh, use the love that I have for her to go too far, you know, who can tell what mm-hmm. would happen. Um, but I, okay. I, I immediately, I, I felt revelation when Brother Corey started talking about the inner witness with us. And uh, what I had noticed was for, for a while now, for months, I always feel this, uh, <clears throat> I, I call it a, a peaceful chill that I have anytime the Holy Spirit is, is, is moving. And what I didn't know, I knew it was the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know that it was a form of communication. Amen. Um, and, and, and so, you know, when the anger and retaliation was kicking up and I was tempted to, you know, start calling people, I felt that. And, and I stopped. Amen. And I, I immediately stopped and I thought, <clears throat> and I said, and I said out loud, I said, should I be doing this? When I said that, I felt it again. Amen. So me being the person I am, I think I shared this with Brother Corey before. Um, I, 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 I tested it out before, and you know I would say, uh, it's the it's the it's the grass green out loud, and I wouldn't hear anything. And then I said, and I would say, God, you're so strong and mighty, and I would feel it. And I would say, and, you know, I would say, uh, you know, just something random. I would say, uh, you know, the sky is blue. I wouldn't feel anything. But I would say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and I would feel it again. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was that was, the, that was a prophetic, uh, a pre- prophetic impression that was a two-way communication where Amen. I pretty much, on a daily basis, can verbally ask God something or make a statement and get a prophetic imp- impression from him instantaneously. I mean, instantly, yes, sir, without right. a doubt, Amen. every time, every time. And it's been happening for a while, but only... Uh, last week when Brother Corey actually, uh, uh, or a week and a half ago or two weeks, when Brother Corey told us about the inner witness, did, it, uh, did I receive revelation and insight and, and, and knew exactly what that was that was going on with me? Amen. Praise God. That is awesome, y'all. Yeah, that is the that is a living testimony of that Romans chapter nine verse one. Y'all remember the last thing we well may not have been the last thing, but when we covered that section where Paul said, uh, "For I speak the truth in Christ Jesus, and lie not; my conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost." Mm-hmm. That is what Cantavius is talking about. Paul was saying that when he spoke words of truth. The spirit of Christ within him bore witness with his spirit that he was speaking the truth. And so it was a mm-hmm. sure form of navigation throughout life, praise God. And that is what Ken Tabus has tapped into. And that is something, listen, y'all, 
that we all have a right to as born-again believers in Christ. We can all be led by the inner witness. Okay? Cantavius has graciously, by the grace of God, found a way to become sensitive to steal his soul in the voice of his flesh in order to tune in to God on the inside, and he has made that connection. And listen, and once you make that connection with God in that way, nobody can take it from you. Amen. Wow. That is awesome. Praise Amen. God. It's awesome testimony um, from uh, Chanel and Kentavis. Uh, I know that um, we've all got things going on, but I just wanted them to share that because, you know, when we're teaching here, it's also it's it's awesome to see our realities and experiences that we have run congruently with the teaching. A lot of times, the teaching leaves the encounters and the experience, and sometimes it's just a lot of teachings and no encounters or experiences. It's just a lot of theory. But to see God every step of the way confirm what we're learning and make it manifest his word in, in people's lives who perhaps never thought they would experience certain things, it's just the Father's love, and it's awesome. Praise God. It is awesome. Hey, Massey, just wanted to greet your sister. Amen. I know you came in late and you're on mute, so we just wanted to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Um, Brother Corey, can I just share something quickly, a quick testimony? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, um, the other night I woke up, not last night, the night before, um, I woke up because um, I was tired, I had a nap, and I woke up at probably about 10 p.m. at night. And I had a phone call from Brother Corey, and then I had a phone call from a friend. Well, I started feeling extremely nauseous in my stomach, like really, really sick, and I felt really fatigued. And it just came on so suddenly, and I prayed and I prayed, and it lifted. Well, then it came on my friend the next day. She was telling me, um, you know, and she, she was also attacked. But just be encouraged for those who are feeling tired because... You know, um, God is your healer, and just keep just keep sp confessing and keep speaking out that you are healed and commanding commanding it to leave um, because it did me. And um, yeah, so just be encouraged. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. So let's look at um, real quick. We're going to go to we're on. Prophetic Impressions, Roman numeral 2, Spirit of Mental Impressions, is an experience of straight thought about something or someone for no certain reason at all. We started teaching about the, the three-story building, and Stephanie actually had a dream about that second story, and she wasn't even on the teaching. It was pretty cool just the way it all played out. I've got to get interpretation. So let's drop down to... Um, Mental impression. We're up on the uh, subtopic A, Roman numeral 2, prophetic impressions. We're up on the mental impression. Our text is going to be Luke chapter 9, verse 47. Okay? If you've got your Bible, turn to Luke chapter number 9. That's 3 times 3. Luke 9. And for the sake of context, I'm going to read this entire story so we can know what was transpired and what was going on uh, before we even got here. We're going to start at verse number 46. Okay. 
And if you look in, if you got the subtopics in your Bible, it says the disciples argue about who would be the greatest. Luke chapter 9, verse 46, and it reads, Then there arose a reasoning among them, talking about the disciples of Jesus Christ, which of them should be the greatest. And look at what it says in verse 47. This is going to be what we're pulling from. It says, And Jesus perceiving, 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 perception, the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him and said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me. Whosoever receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you all shall be great. Now this is so awesome, y'all, because if you look at the setting here, uh, they were arguing and debating back and forth about who would be the greatest after his departure. But just like any disciples who know that they were entertaining just a time of vanity, they were trying to do it in type in a, in a, in a type of way as to keep Jesus from hearing it. And so they were kind of like off to themselves in the outskirts, discussing among themselves. And Jesus, without being able to physically hear what they were talking about, say that again, Jesus, without being able to physically hear what they were talking about, perceived what they were talking about. He received an impression. Okay? This is a mental impression. Remember, an impression is to experience a straight thought about something or someone for no certain reason at all. Now, this particular word for perceived in the original language uh, means to know, to be aware of, to have knowledge of, to be sure, and to understand. And so all of a sudden, there was a witness, okay, of the Holy Spirit within Jesus Christ that gave him understanding, that gave him illumination. It was not physical words. It was not a sign. It was not an audible voice. It was not a vision. The Bible just simply says that he perceived, or all of a sudden he knew. And he understood in his mind what was going on, okay? And, y'all, this is so important. And remember this right here. Prophetic impressions, and if you can got some to take notes or write this down, prophetic impressions are not beyond you. They're not way out there so far. You don't have to be so spiritual, um, you know, in order to pick these up. I mean, you don't have to qualify for them through works or anything, okay? Because remember, we established in a previous teaching that the communication of heaven toward us is a communication of grace and grace alone, okay? Nobody deserves through their own deeds to be spoken to softly or graciously by the Creator. He speaks to us softly and graciously because of his Son and because our identity is hid in him, Amen. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you can exhale and realize that because of the blood of the Lamb, you, got, you have a right to receive from the Father, okay? And there is not one person that God has brought or raised from the dead in his son. There is no, not one person that he has made a new creature in his son that does not have the ability to hear from heaven. Mm. 
In other words, he doesn't make us new and then leave you faulty or malfunctioning in a certain area. So when he brings us alive in his son, or once we're saved and born again, we come alive with the ability and the capacity to hear him. Okay, it's all a work of grace. Now here's the point that the Holy Spirit wants to tell you all today. In order, in order to hear from God consistently on the impression level, you have to choose and decide within yourself that you're going to be consistently, constantly, daily conscious of two worlds at all times. Okay. You have to position yourself in such a way to be aware of that world, which is God's world, and your physical three-dimensional world at the same time, at all times. Okay? In other words, you can't lose your Wi-Fi connection. You can't lose your hookup. Even though the affairs of this life will at times try to demand, listen, our undivided attention, you can never allow life to steal your entire heart, your entire mind, your entire focus, and your entire will. You have to always, that there has to always be a part of you that's reclusive, resting, secure in the Father's communion and fellowship with him. Amen? Mm. Amen. And so there's a part of you that even though the storm is going on outside and the disciples are afraid and, and they got buckets and throwing water out of the ship, there's a part of you that needs to be where Jesus was. And he was asleep in the hinder part of the ship at peace. Okay. And so Jesus was conscious of two worlds at all times. Contagious in his praying and in praying in the Holy Ghost and, and, and praying out the mysteries of the Spirit is training his spirit to be conscious, uh, aware of two worlds at all times. Not just the physical world, but also to be conscious of God's world or of God himself and to be in tune within with the Spirit of God, to always be looking, to always be open, to always be ready, to always be online, and listen, to always be on standby for the Spirit of God to move or for God to speak. Amen? Amen. Most of the times we don't get impressions, we don't receive them because we're not looking for them. We're not open for them. We're focused. We're focused so much on what we're doing and on the world and on what's at hand that we tune God's channel out. And then we tune back into his channel when we get to church, when we get to prayer, or in our times of devotion, or in our times of worship, then we tune into his channel. You see how it goes? 
And we have to destroy that religious system of church. We have to destroy that tradition of becoming more spiritual, more reverent in heart, and more conscious of God in Sunday morning, in Wednesday worship, in hearing the voice of God. We have to destroy that. Okay? And, and listen, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday has to become just like Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, hearing the voice of God, and Saturday night. We have to begin to treat every day equal and every day of light when it comes to knowing him and tuning in. Amen. Okay. And see, it's, it's really just the mindset because it's, it's really not any hard effort. And, and it can be done, listen, in a millisecond because it's as simple as opening your heart to him from within. It's as simple as, as, as Peter said, sanctifying the Lord God in our heart at that moment, setting him apart, becoming conscious, becoming reverent in heart of him. And it's just that simple. And if we can do that, y'all, and can escape uh, the churchism thing and can begin to tune in and discipline ourselves to be conscious of him at all times, you will catch impressions. You will find him speaking. Okay. It, you will position yourself right in the middle of the communication of heaven towards you in a conscious way. Because here's what happens if we don't do that, okay? Let's just say, listen, let's just say I tune in when I hit my knees to pray. Let's just say it's my set time of study. And in that time of study, I pray, I position myself, I got my Bible, I got my notepad, and I open my heart to him and I'm ready. Let's just say, I'm in Sunday morning service, and the worship leader, they're leading worship, and they say, everybody lift your hands. Open your heart to God. Let's just have a moment in his presence. Let's just let him minister to you. Let him minister to you. And I lift my hand. Okay. All those are good. But here's where things get a little shaky at right here. In John chapter 3, the Bible says that the spirit of God is as the wind. And, and that it blows or it moves where it desires or where it will. Or the King James says where it lists. Okay. And no man, and it says that we hear the sound, but we don't know where it's coming or where it's going. And then he says, so is every man that is born of the Spirit. And what that means is that we don't get to choose when the conversation goes down. <laughs> that authority and that right is sovereignly up to God. No more than we can control the wind can we control when God wants to talk to us. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, The t 
times that we choose to tune in and to make for him, he's not obligated to meet us there. Mm-hmm. And chances are he's not going to meet us there because it, when, when we set times and when we set parameters and when we set certain moments for him to talk to us, then we're running the show. Then we are God. We are setting us, and, and he's serving us, and we're not serving him. Okay. In other words, he's saying, listen, I'm not going to work within the guidelines and the precepts that you set for me. You're going to have to bend, and you're going to have to come up to my way in my time, okay, in my moment in order to know me, in order to hear. That's why in the in the listen, in the in the third in the fourth chapter of John, the Jews and the Samaritans had a traditional mindset of worship. The woman at the well said that that our fathers worship in this mountain. But you say in Jerusalem is where man ought to worship. And so there was, a, there was a mindset there. She was saying, listen, that our fathers, my grandparents, and our great-grandparents said that in this mountain is where we should worship the true and living God. It's where we hear. It's where we communicate. It's where we come into contact with him. But you as a Jew, y'all say that in Jerusalem is the place to worship. Jesus said, listen, he said, woman, believe me, the hour has come. And now is when you shall neither in this mountain or in that mountain worship the Father. Okay. He said, for the hour cometh and now is for the Father seeketh for the true worshipers to worship him, to hear from him, to spend time with him, to talk with him, to walk with him, to commune with him in spirit and in truth. On the inside of us. And, and listen, if you look up that word truth, it also means reality. So when we set God apart in our hearts and our spirit, we enter into the reality of God because he meets us there. But we don't choose the time, y'all. And I'm going to be honest with you from personal experience. God is going to intentionally not show up in the times that you set and challenge you to let go of what you think is important, and he's going to show up in the times that he has ordained to see if you will value what he has to communicate to you at that moment even more. He's all into breaking us, challenging us, making us pliable in order to know him. Mm-hmm. With focus, with position in the heart, in a second, you can be in a cloud of people. You can be in a luncheon. You can be in a, at a baseball game. You can be in a football game. People can be clamoring, drinking, talking around you. And in a second, you have the authority to disconnect from it all and tune into heaven. Mm-hmm. 
And what the Lord is saying, I want you to tune in once and for all and don't tune out. He wants us to tune in once and for all and stop tuning back out. Mm-hmm. I know that there are a lot of people that are ashamed of them that we know. I know we get in a lot of situations where people don't want to hear about that. I know you may even get, get attacked for appearing super spiritual or too spiritual. And there may be a temptation to you to tune out in order to fit in so that you don't offend people. All those are the vices of the enemy. Listen, Jesus Christ tuned in, okay? He tuned in when he came into the earth, and he never tuned out. It, it didn't matter who was with him, who wasn't with him, who liked him, who didn't like him, who praised him who rejected him, he was not disconnecting with the Father. He said certain things like, I only do what I see my Father do. I only speak what I... But when you read the Gospels, you don't see him doing a whole lot of praying and going back and talking to the Father. You may have like four or five instances. So how could he do all this for three and a half years? When was he hearing? When was he talking? When was he seeing the Father? He was, he was communing with him inward. He tuned in, y'all. And that same liberty, that same freedom, that same grace is given to us. I'll say this and we'll move on. It is such a rich communication that you'll find out that if you can do that, that he will warn you of things to come. Mm. He will show you things to come. Listen, good and bad. He will never allow the enemy, listen, to get the upper edge, to get a step, to get an advantage. He will never allow anything to come in your life to rob from you the life that he died to give you without first tipping you off, giving you the directions or the counsel on what you need to do in order to be victorious in what's about to come. He doesn't leave his people. He doesn't leave his children hanging. He doesn't, y'all. Sometimes we get hit hard and caught off guard because we be in and out. For the most part, we hadn't known, we hadn't been taught how to tune in or the importance of tuning in or anything about impressions or anything along that line. So we can only do what we know, you know. But he doesn't leave us hanging and he doesn't leave us blind. I got testimony after testimony of the Holy Spirit warning me, waking me up, showing things to come. Sure thing. Praise God. And if you tune in and don't tune out, you'll have them as well. Praise God. Some of you already have some. Okay. Luke chapter 49, verse 47. It says, In Jesus perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set him by him and said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name, receiveth me. Whosoever shall receive me, receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you shall be the greatest. Now, I want you to see this right here. Because here's a level of impression that I believe God is going to allow you all to walk in. 
Okay. First of all, he was developed in impressions to the extent to where he was no longer doubting the communication that was taking place in the spirit. Okay. In other words, just because it wasn't a vision, just because it wasn't an angelic visitation, just because it wasn't an audible voice, okay, didn't mean that just because it wasn't something that was dramatic, he didn't take it lightly still. He was able to recognize the loud voice and communication of the Father, even through the whisper, even through the perception, even through the impression. Okay. And so because he was able to pick up the gentle, peaceful, and I like that word that Contavious used because I was thinking about that before we start. When God communicates to us, even through knowings or even through mental impression, all of a sudden you just know something that flashes. Remember, straight thought flashes through your mind. There's illumination. You haven't been thinking about it. It just cuts through. The way that you are able to identify that this is God speaking is that, remember, it hits your spirit first. And then your spirit, when it comes to mental impressions, projects that thing to your mind to bring knowing, to bring illumination, to bring understanding. So all of a sudden you understand it, but you can't explain why you understand it or how you understand it, but you understand it. You just know something in your mind. It started from the inside, it rose, and it came up to your understanding, to your mind, or to a conscience, to your rationale, your, your reason. And you were able to intelligently interpret it and understand it. Well, when it travels from your spirit up to your mind to bring, and listen, when it, when it comes from your spirit to your mind, it stops in your mind. Listen, and where it stops in your mind is where the impression is made, okay? Y'all with me? Mm-hmm. Think about the law of motion, okay? I think about sea waves or ocean waves on a beach shore. When the waves, when the waves crash up on the shore, the waves leave an impression in the sand. Okay? It's the law of motion. It's the law of energy, force, and motion. If it's moving and if it has substance or matter, then it will leave an impression. Okay? So when God speaks and releases insight from your spirit up to your mind, mental, mind, mental, then when the communication of heaven stops and where it stops, the impression is made. And that's when you, you see it, just briefly. That's when you grasp it. That's when it cuts through. That's when it breaks through. And it's at that point that you have to be conscious of two worlds at one time. Okay, if you're getting the kids ready for school, if you're at work, if it's busy, at that point, once the, the motion leaves your spirit and gets to that place in your mind to where the spirit of the God, Lord cannot go any longer, when it hits upon that area of your membrane, of your mind, the impression is made. And the understanding is released to your awareness, to your consciousness, to your understanding. At that point, you must be aware of this world and that world. 
And the only way to do that is to stay God conscious inwardly at all times. Because if you're conscious of this world and that world, then when that impression is made and when that is dropped off like that, you're grasping. But if you're not conscious and if you're caught up in the affairs of this life, when the impression is made, you'll miss it. You won't even be aware. Just like a tide and just like a peaceful shore, when the Spirit of God releases something to us, even in the gentlest communication, it is always laced with his peace. Okay? In other words, there's a residue, there's a nature to it, and the nature is peace. And even after the impression is made, sometimes there's a lingering effect of peace that comes with it. Peace has nothing to do with the content of what's being spoken. It has nothing to do with the power of what's being spoken, but it has everything to do with who's speaking and who has released it to you because Christ is the Prince of Peace. And so it's impossible for the Lord to communicate to us anything and his communication not in part peace. So how do I pick up mental impressions versus my own thoughts and my own imagination and my own mind? Well, when God releases an impression from your spirit to your mind, it's going to hit upon an area on the shore of your mind, just like a wave, okay? And it's going to leave an impression. And that impression itself is going to be in peace, and it's also going to leave the residue of peace behind it. That's how you, that's how you know the difference between your thoughts, because your thoughts and my thoughts are laced with anxiety, perplexity, confusion, stress, strain. But when God releases a mental impression, okay, into that area of your mind, when his communication comes and that, 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 that thought pattern is broken into by God's voice, you can recognize it by the peace that it brings. So don't try to measure whether God has spoken by what you understand or what you can figure out, because sometimes words of knowledge and words of wisdom, Paul said like this, we know in part and we prophesy in part. So you're not, he's just giving you a piece. So if you, you're sitting up there trying to understand he's just giving you a piece, you're going to get confused, and you're probably going to doubt it at some point. And so you have to look inwardly, be online, be able to catch it, but also allow God's peace to be an indicator. Praise God. Because he's the Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so Jesus perceiving the thought of their heart took a child. Last part, y'all, because it's all the sin. Um, I want you to see the fruit. Another way that you can discern whether something is of the Father or whether it's not is by the fruit that it brings. The Bible says that the, the, in the book of James, James said that where there is envy and strife, there is confusion in every evil one. 
And he began to talk about two kinds of wisdom. He began to talk about an earthly, sensual, and devilish or demonic wisdom. That creates strife. That creates confusion. That creates hurt, wound, blows. Okay? So he said, listen, if you, if you think that you got this wisdom and it's coming from God, he said, listen, don't deceive you. And he said, lie not against the truth. This wisdom doesn't descend from above. This wisdom is earthly. It's devilish. It's demonic. For, for where envy and strife is, there's confusion in every, every you. So you have to, another way to be able to identify who's speaking if you're not sure of that, you have to ask yourself that if I say this, if I release this, or if I give this, what's going to be the outcome or the fruit of it? Amen. Okay. Will it be the fruit of the Spirit? Will what I'm about to say produce an atmosphere where God is glorified? Will anybody be encouraged, set free, comforted, healed, delivered, brought together? Or will it produce anger, tension, strife, confusion, hurt, and wounds? And then he went on to say, he said, but the wisdom that comes from above, of the wisdom that comes from God, he said it is first pure. And then he said it is peaceable, P-E-A-C-E-A-B-L-E, full of peace. And he said it's easy to be entreated, or it's smooth and gentle. It's easy to be received. It's not hard and chunky and, you know, and just, you know, choke you up. And, yeah, it's graceful. And then he went on to say, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. Then they make peace. Let me let me bring this home. And we got four minutes. When we when we look, bring this thing, tie this thing back into Contavious testimony. Okay, he was in the he he was in the midst of a world of two wisdoms. He had the wisdom of the world telling him to send the gene, to put a name out there, to hallow it the streetway. Okay. But you think about what was behind that. Remember, he said an anger rose. Okay? And even though it was a wisdom, it was a dark wisdom. And it was a demonic wisdom that could have led more people to get hurt or more casualties or an outcome that God was not glorified in. But the man had, a, he had the ability, listen, to not disconnect with God through the midst of it all. And the Holy Ghost was able to bring his entire being back into congruency with the Prince of Peace. And as he began to do that, he began to hear another voice that gave him a higher form of wisdom and way of dealing with things. And because he chose to yield to the voice of the Holy Spirit, okay, there was peace and God was glorified in that situation. Now, what if he had tuned in, but when he got the evil report that somebody broke into his grandmother's house, what if that report was powerful enough to cause Kentavis to tune out? See, if he would have tuned out, there's no telling what he would have did and what the enemy would have been able to do. But the man had the ability to stay tuned in despite of what was going on around. And as a result, God was glorified 
he was able to receive on the impression level God's sure direction, and the enemy was defeated in that situation. He grew, praise God, and the outcome of that situation will be peace. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I pray that, amen, that the word was an enlightened word and one that will encourage everyone, praise God, to know that you've been chosen to hear God on that level. You have that right. You have that capacity. You have that grace. You have that liberty. You have that inheritance. Okay. You just, we, we can't allow the enemy to think that things are going so bad and that it's so bad and that it's going to get so bad that we panic so hard that when we disconnect from God in the midst of it, find your place of rest in him and refuse to be moved. Find your place of confidence, mm. your place of power, your place of security. Find your secret place within him. Find your fortress, your stronghold, your rock of safety in him and refuse to be moved from it. Jesus was in hell, and there was a prophet. He said that the Lord was, was at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Moses said, he told Moses that there was a place by me. And he took Moses up and he hid him in the cleft of the rock. There's a secret place for us all, yeah, up under the shadow of the Most High, a place where you don't have to worry about anything. That's the place that you want to enter into in your heart and in your spirit, the Holy Holy. And listen, if you can choose to abide in that place, the greater one on the inside of you will take care of everything that's going on in this world. He will rise up on your behalf. He will go before you. He will empower. He will fight through you and for you when you can't fight for yourself. Mm. You just don't disconnect. Just don't disconnect. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and we give you honor. We thank you for your presence. And we thank you for this opportunity, God, to study your word. And I thank you for the honor, God, to just be in fellowship with such awesome people, God. God, I thank you for everyone that's on this line, who they are and what they represent to you and your kingdom. And, Father, it's, it's, it's just been, Father, just good just knowing them, God, and hanging out with them, God, watching them grow as you get the increase. God, I thank you for the purity, the sincerity of their hearts, the hunger that they have for you. God, I'm also thankful, God, for the increase that you're giving in their lives daily, in gifts of the Spirit, God, in the power of God, in encounters. Father, in helping them to overcome trials and tribulations, God. I thank you for the blessings of the Lord making rich in their life and adding no song. I just ask that you will continue to keep them, to preserve them, to strengthen them, to perfect that which concerns them, to fill them with life. I thank you, Father, that every thought pattern, God, that every lie of the enemy, God, that has been instilled in their mind to make them think that they are disqualified, God, from your impression-level communication has been removed and destroyed. God, I decree, Father, that inner work is arising within. Father, that ears are being sensitive to your voice, that hearts are setting your apart once again. And, Father, that their mind and spirit, Father, is concluding that it's okay, God, that this is a great time to hear you, God. It's okay, God, to accept the place of grace, of love, and reconnection with you, God, through the blood of your Son. And so we thank you for full activity of our senses, and we thank you for complete receptivity, God. And we thank you, Father God, that it will not just be one testimony, God, but we all will have testimonies, God, of how we have heard you, God. 
and how you have navigated us, God, through the coming week, God, through the inner witness of your spirit. And I just give you glory and honor, praise and advance, God, the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, revelation, power, insight, God, tools and keys will be released, God, as you breathe upon us afresh, God. And, Father, we will know you by your peace, God, and your peace, God, is recognizable. We give you thanks and glory and honor and praise for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 People of God, praise God. Amen. Was there anything on anyone's heart? Praise God. As we conclude the session out, what's going on in y'all's mind out there? Well, this, uh, I got disconnected, uh, right? I think right after I thank you all for the prayers, and, uh, it was like hard to get back in, but I kept trying to finally got in. I just, uh, thank God for listening to the part that I did catch once I did get back into the line. Man, well, thank you all for not giving up, man, when the, you know, when the enemy tries to do his little thing with the phone line. We do have the recordings available, so uh, still be able to get those. Praise God. Well, apart from that, man, y'all be blessed. Y'all have an awesome night. Love everybody. Y'all stay encouraged, and we will pick up Thursday. God bless, Corey. God bless, God bless you as well. Good night. 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 Good night.